Hey friends, it's Llewellyn. We are so excited to have a new episode for you guys this week, but before we jump into it, we just wanted to give you a little disclaimer that you may hear some wonky moments towards the end of this episode where Leanne will ask us a question, but before she asks the question, you will hear our response first, so it kind of like meshes audio together. Um, The reason being is for the last few episodes, we've had to use our phones to do the recording through the Anchor app, which has been such a blessing. It's been great that we have that option to use while we're still trying to work out getting equipment for both of us in our separate locations, but we've noticed that this has happened a couple of times, so we're working on a solution to get it so that that doesn't happen anymore, but we wanted to just be open and be honest with you guys and let you know that the audio may not be quite to our what we would like it to be, but... It is what it is. We didn't have time to re-record it, so this is what we'll get. So we are so excited to share this episode with you guys. So without further ado, here's this week's episode. Hey friends, we are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One With Friends podcast. It is April 1st, which is April Fool's Day, so jokes on you, we're not releasing an episode this week. I'm just kidding. We've got a full-length episode ready for you guys. We have a friend who's coming on as well, who I will introduce in just a minute. Um, Llewellyn, I'm going to give you a few seconds to come up with your monthly update for our friends out there. Um, So I'll give you guys a little heads up about what I've been doing um, since our last month. Um, Right after our um, beginning of the month episode in March, I had a friend um, come out and visit. They had visited a couple of um, months prior Um, But you met him last week on our episode with Lorenzo, a really good friend of mine. He doesn't, uh, he does a lot of traveling. And so he decided to come back to Nashville because he wanted to get the lay of the land. Um, I think he's honestly probably just trying to get as much travel out of his system before he moves to LA. So he came out. Um, We did some fun, just random things. Uh, But yeah, so it was fun. We just did all the Nashville stops, did all the touristy things um, that you expect when you kind of come to Nashville. Um, And it was a blast. So that's pretty much my only update. It's been been pretty normal, pretty normal getting into a little bit more spring weather, which is great. Um, So yeah, that is, that's really it. Llewellyn, did that give you enough time? Yeah. Um, Yes. So at the beginning of March, I think I'd mentioned that I was getting ready to go on vacation. Yes. You did mention that. Yeah. Um, So that happened and I got to meet my nephew for, well, I've met him before, but he was, you know, big enough to hold in your arms. So it doesn't really count. Um, But he, yeah, so he's 13 now. He is the spinning image of my brother, which was hard, but also good. Just good to like meet him and um, be around family and have all of us there. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was a good time. It was bittersweet. We celebrated my brother's birthday um, with a dolphin tour, which oh. we're not we're not sure Adam probably wouldn't he probably wouldn't have loved that, but 
I mean, what else do you do in Florida? <laughs> so, <laughs> but it was fun. It was a private tour that we all got to do together um, with just our family. So that made it even more special. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much it. It was good to get out of Michigan and yes. the bitter cold that we've had, the below freezing weather for month on end. Um, mm-hmm. So it's good to get into the warmth and come, you know, get ready for spring. I cannot wait for spring to be here. Yes. Well, that sounds super special and like a lot of fun, especially being private. That way you're not having to be around, you know, new people that you don't know while also experiencing this together as a family. So that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. It was. That's awesome. Well, as promised, friends, we have a guest friend with us today. My lovely sister, Michelle, has agreed to return after giving her so much crap the last time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guarantee you have still yet to listen to an episode. Is that accurate, Michelle? I've listened to the podcast. Did I listen to that episode? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay well at least you've listened to an episode period which yeah, is I've listened to a couple to I <laughs> and I think that I don't remember if I talked about this last time I so because I have two young kids I hear noise all the time and you so sometimes I just like silence and so I don't I don't often get to really get around to listening to podcasts because I have children talking to me all day long. And so sometimes the thought of more talking isn't as appealing as silence. But I do enjoy them when I listen to them because you guys are really funny. Um, I think so too, but, you know, I'm a little biased. <laughs> well, I think your bias is spot on. <laughs> Which you might also be biased. <laughs> Maybe slightly. <laughs> Um, okay, give us a quick uh, recap of what you've been doing since you were last on the show with us. What has your life been? What have you been up to? Yeah, it's been really busy. The last time I was on, um, I was kind of in a, well, I was starting to slow down a little bit in my business and photography, um, and we had a bit of a break. Um <laughs> we ended up catching COVID. (laughs) So um, kind of it was a great season of forced rest and Mm -hmm. um, a slower season with work and things. And just in our family, we actually have had a lot of change. We decided to pull our son from distance learning uh, in kindergarten and just decided to homeschool him for the remainder. I did not even know this. And I am your sister. Yeah. Wow. I thought I told you, but no, um, thanks. But yeah, we we just, you know, he was going to have to spend that time in school at home anyways. And out here in California, you know, the s- schools still have yet to fully really open. Some are open, some are not. And um, so it just was a thing for our family of like, man, if I'm if we're going to spend that time in the morning anyways, we might as well do it in our time frame and at like our a little more of our convenience and not feel like we're tied home and have some freedom to go see friends and get the socialization that they need um, with other friends that are homeschooling as well. So we just were like, you know what, we'll just do it through the rest of the year and we'll kind of reevaluate come fall. So there was that. And then um, my in-laws, my husband's family came and visited um, his parents. So that was a really nice trip. Um, 
And then I uh, really enjoyed that. While they were here, my mother-in-law got me running. So I've officially been running. I think this week makes like almost six whole weeks that I've been running. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So I'm like super proud of myself. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, so I've been, I'm, I have become a runner. Um, <laughs> so that, and then, you know, just photography picking back up, I was able to invest in some studio time, which is exciting. Um, so basically I just like invested on the front end, um, and put money into, uh, this girl in town. She owns a couple Airbnbs in Fresno, downtown Fresno. And, um, she, she lets us, I mean, she lets photographers use it and have studio time. And so it gets my clients like really cool designed spaces for cheaper. And, um, so yeah, so that's been super fun and you know, just trying to book some weddings and just hustling. Michelle, I saw your pictures from this last, um, like week mm -hmm. and it, they look incredible. Thank you. Um, just with the studio space and stuff, give our friends, um, cause I know we have a lot of listeners that are not in the United States, mm -hmm. but you know, you are willing to travel for, you know, your job for photography, um, I know that, you know, as you, you kind of start small with a small business, mm -hmm. but I know you're also willing to travel. So give our listeners your um, photography page on Instagram so that if they're looking for a cool aesthetic to follow, or if they're looking for photographers for their events yeah. um, and they're willing, you know, either they live in the area or, you know, close by, or they're, you know, looking for things for their weddings and their, you know, whatever else, you know, give them your Give them your, give them your shtick where, <laughs> my where, spiel. You know, where, yeah, give them the spiel. Yeah. Um, so my business is paradigm photography and on Instagram it's paradigm dot photography. And then my website is, um, www.lindsaymcandrew.com and that's L I N D Z I M C A N D R E W. Um, so lindsaymcandrew.com and, um, yeah, I do. I do pretty much all of it. So I, um, I do families, I do couples, I do weddings, um, engagements. Um, I'm hoping this year to maybe add elopements, especially because of COVID and how it's kind of affected the industry and weddings and things. Um, so yeah. one of my goals this year is to have either a destination wedding that I shoot or have it be like a destination elopement. Um, and so, yeah, I'm like totally willing to travel and I would love to, um, so it just, you know, depends on where the clientele is and, um, the need. And so usually if I'm traveling, I try to always even give a like shout out in case people are following me from the area to be like, Hey, I'll be in town during this time. Like, cause then if I'm there, no, you know, people don't have to pay for the travel fees and stuff, right. but, um, yeah, but yeah. So that's awesome. Um, we'll also attach those things in our show notes. And last thing before we actually get to the main part of the episode, um, you have a big birthday coming up in like four days. Yeah. What birthday is this for you? I'm turning 30. 30. I actually started using um, a pure retinol cream this last week. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says going on 30 like starting to use retinol. <laughs> Seriously. No, we, um, we had had, you know, preliminary plans to maybe do something really big for your mm -hmm. 30th because 
for my birthday, we went to Chicago for a few days and then went to Nashville. This was before I was living there um, and made a huge big deal out of my 30th because I was ready for that birthday. And our plans are having to be postponed slash canceled. And I'm so mad about it. Um, But it's very fitting because we are going into an episode where it's Rachel's birthday and we're celebrating it with two parties. So just happy birthday, Michelle. Love you. you. And I'll obviously call you in four days when it's your actual birthday. But shout out, shout out to you and our friends. Give our our mutual friend um, some love in the on social media and comments. Go follow her page and stuff. So well, that leads us to what we are actually talking about today. Obviously, all the, you know, all the updates are great because that way you guys get to know us. But we are talking about Rachel and her birthday with the two parties. So, Llewellyn, throw us to the episode recap. Yeah, like mentioned, where we watch the one with two parties this week. Pretty short up or recap. Literally, this Rachel gets a real surprise when her parents show up at her birthday party. Yes. So. Um, we start off the episode with the soft open and we are at Monica's job. She's currently on the clock and the friends are all talking about, you know, Rachel's birthday. They're, they're planning it. Um, the guys are kind of giving her a hard time because they're like, why can't we just like have a pizza and, you know, mm-hmm. hang out for the night. And Monica says something about being like the party planner or being on that committee and, you know, I, I'm a super fan. I love the office. And so obviously there's the famous party planning committee. And so it just made me think of the, the office when they reference, you know, that party planning committee. Um, but essentially the main kind of jab point is Monica's kind of sticking her grounds. Nope, we're going to actually throw a big birthday. That's a big deal. Rachel's going through a little bit of a hard time right now with her parents and the divorce. Um, so we're going to make it really special. And she catches Joey like staring at her fake boobs because of her uniform. And she has to like call him out. Like Joey, these aren't real. Like they literally move like honk, honk. (laughs) Like they're super fake. And of course Chandler gives us like a throwaway, you know, funny line. So we go into the main, you know, bulk of the episode and we start off in the cafe and Monica's sort of reading off the party list and Joey's, we find out that Joey has been, kind of playing around with the emotions and the hearts of some of Rachel's friends and they cannot be invited to the party because of his history with them. And Rachel comes storming in. She's super upset. She just came from the graduation for her sister, Jill, um, who this is kind of the first time we're confirming, you know, one of the names for her sisters, but she's, she's mad because, you know, all they needed to do was sit there clap their hands when the daughter's name is called and then like that would have been it but no they get into this huge argument and what's funny is that um uh bishop desmond tutu is mentioned as probably the keynote speaker for this university and uh she mentions that he had to personally shush them while he was in the middle of his speech and i could not imagine how embarrassing Mm -hmm. that would be like for you like a college graduation like it's not like a high school where you could probably get away with it in like a gymnasium like there's probably hundreds maybe even thousands of students graduating the fact that he would call out a single like obviously you know it's a funny point but it's just like the 
the reality of that is I don't think that would ever happen. Right. Yeah, that is, that would be a really big stretch for that to have happened. Cause you're right. I mean, Llewellyn, some of those universities, I remember back in, um, obviously in Michigan where you, you know, where you live, we have a, a major university around us and it's probably not as big as the ones even in New York, but they have to have like assigned days with different, you know, majors graduating in different time frames yeah. and different ceremonies. And you have to like only have a designated amount of tickets that you can give away to people to be there. Like it has to be pre-planned. Yeah like very specifically in order for all of the people who are graduating to be able to walk. Right. And, um, and so I can imagine being in, you know, what's called Miller auditorium that, you know, at least that one of them, we had three pretty decent sized colleges right in the area, but that the biggest one being, you know, Western Michigan university. And I can just imagine like, you know, in the middle of Miller auditorium an argument being so loud that the keynote speaker would have to like, <laughs> shush people you know to be quiet yeah. but it would be a little unrealistic mm-hmm. I think you are absolutely right in that assessment it just seems like a, a bit much yeah for sure um but this is ironically this is the only episode where both parents appear together where they're in the same exact episode even though they have no scenes together and and what I mean by that is like they don't have any cross like dialogue any lines. Obviously, you see them in the same scene, but the friends are doing such a great job at sort of ushering them into different rooms and distracting them so that they don't see each other. But they never have any cross like they never have any scenes where they talk to each other. They never have any you know cross dialogue between the two of them. So it's just interesting that this is the only episode where they're actually together, and yet. They really are never together in the entire episode, which is interesting. So we hop over to the the girls. Before we go there, because Joey's long list of no invites, that was super funny to me. But what was the thing he kept saying about it, like that they stole from him? Oh, they're just, they stole. Yeah. What did he, what did he mean by that? Because if he was the one kind of like, causing the issues was he just trying to make some he's just trying yeah he's trying to like mean mean talk them so that they don't come but he's trying not to give away that he's being a playboy and totally and that's why Chandler calls him out he's like yeah sure that or Joey slept with her and never called right okay yeah like, he kind of was like, it's really not the fact that, you know, she doesn't actually steal things. Joey just didn't want to cop up to the fact that he's a total yeah. playboy. The way at first, <laughs> it almost made me think, like, wait, is he, you know, maybe did she crush him before Joey said that part? Or, I mean, before oh. I wondered if he had used the word, you know, he steal things or whatever. Because I was like, what if she stole his heart, so to speak? But then, you know, Chandler does chime in and he said the part about the slept with her and never called her back and I was like oh, okay but I did find that interesting using I guess it would have been a great pun if maybe he had been broken up with and was kind of left a little hurt and was like so then was making it seem like it was her fault like no she steals things when really it was like we just broke your heart 
that is a really great way to see it. And I would not have seen it that way. Llewellyn, did you see it that way too? Or were you more like me? No, I think he was, I, it just felt like he was making an excuse. And that was the first thing that came. Yeah. Cause he never really like, it like attempted to say like, Oh, she stole like my lamp or whatever. Like he just said, Oh, (laughs) right. But that's a good, that's a good catch. Yeah. I I would not have, but until then, obviously it became more obvious, but it was just a, at, at the very beginning before Chandler piped in about like, like, no, Joey's really just, it's basically his long list of girls and they can't come because of him. But it made me, that's the first thing I thought of. I was like, huh. And then Chandler piped in, but it was just interesting choice of words too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I I think, and you're probably filtering it through the lens of where like, you don't watch this show Mm -hmm. regularly. So you're seeing it from a different lens because maybe you're not filtering it through with as much, um familiarity with joey and who he is you know so but that's a good way to see it because there may be people out there who also you know may be filtering it through that same lens so great question um okay so then we zip over the the apartment and rachel no uh monica announces that she's making birthday flan now what is that i have not i have not had it but isn't it like a custard like yeah so I feel like it is in between the texture of like a creme brulee and a Hmm. pudding where creme brulee is maybe a little bit more on the gelatin side where it kind of sticks together and pudding's more on the loose side and I feel like if you leave flan out long enough it kind of starts to melt a little bit more than say like a creme brulee mm, would interesting okay but I, I just googled it and yes they do compare it to a creme brulee for sure it's a european and latin dessert made up of caramel topping and custard base that's with milk eggs and sweetener interesting yeah do you do you guys like desserts in that category like flan pudding creme brulee I where it's love creme brulee thicker more i've never had okay, it. but this is what's weird about creme brulee i love it and also i love starbucks creme brulee latte in the winters <laughs> let's be very real but um with the actual creme brulee dessert it's interesting because most of the time you know because what they do is they like make it or whatever and then they basically torch blow like the top of it to harden to kind of crystallize the top of it and then you kind of break through it and eat yeah. it well the times that I have always eaten it it's usually like warm and so it's kind of like this you know the top's like a candied um harder shell and then the inside is just this warmer right almost like a like a lighter consistency of like a pudding but it's just it's really delicious but then one time I ordered creme brulee and it was cold on the inside. Like the top was warm where, you know, it had been like torch blown and then, oh yeah, blow torch, <laughs> blow torch, yeah. yeah, I'm saying torch blown. Anyway. Um, but then uh, the inside was cold and I, and I mentioned that to him. I was like, Oh, this is cold. Like it's not, it's not warm. And those people had told me that's how it was supposed to be made. So I was like, wait, have I just been not having creme brulee made properly this whole time? 
Can I, can yes, I tell please, you which one's right? Yeah, as someone who worked in a restaurant where we handmade yeah. creme brulee, um, the, it, is, it is a refrigerated yeah. um, dessert that is supposed to be cold and then the warmth yep. comes from the top. But it the warmth from the top, if they blow torched it too much or they're or like maybe their mm-hmm. refrigerator isn't cold enough, it because they usually serve it yep. in such a shallow dish, if they've blow torched it too much, that is not the right consistency. It's not supposed to have sort of melted. It is supposed to be a solidified, like the creme the creme piece of it is supposed to be more solidified within, which is it keeps that consistency when it's colder. And then the top obviously gets just the slightest bit warmed because the sugar has been blowtorched and that's the brulee side of it. So it is supposed to be a cold and hot. And that makes sense because the place that I had it, that it was like that was, I don't even remember where it was, but it was probably fancier. And so clearly they did it correctly (laughs) um but I have to say some of me liked all of it being warm (laughs) I know so (laughs) that's okay I mean everyone can have their preferences too so but it's yeah interesting all right so we just went on a a, yeah a little (laughs) bit of a deep dive on a creme brulee um I usually don't like those types of desserts like flan pudding but I love creme brulee so I probably with the whole caramel thing Mm -hmm. on top would probably love flan I just never am in a moment where I'm like you know what I really (laughs) want flan what you don't think (laughs) yeah so um okay so the dad shows up um to say happy birthday to his daughter obviously it's her birthday so he's of course gonna stop by and he sort of finds out that there's a party he was the one that got taken off of the list that Monica was reading because she had already invited the mom. So it was sort of a natural, like, well, then we just won't invite the dad, but the dad shows up just to say, you know, happy birthday daughter and finds out that there is a party happening for her. So a little bit of a fun fact. Um, The character is, you know, so Dr. Leonard Green, this is the first appearance of him in the show. And the person who played him is named Ron uh, Liebman. So when he was initially offered the role of Rachel's dad, he turned it down without a second thought as he considered himself a serious dramatic actor and was uninterested in doing a TV sitcom. But when his daughter found out that he'd been offered the role, she begged him to take it mainly so that she could meet the cast of the show and he finally agreed to do it when he found out that he could play Dr. Green with a slightly dark streak in his persona. He had never seen the show or knew anything about the cast. So when he met them for the first time, he mistakenly assumed that Lisa Kudrow was Jennifer Aniston, which led to an initially confused Kudrow um, to wonder why he kept talking to her about Rachel Green. That is funny. Yeah, can you imagine your daughter being like, Dad, you have to take this, you have to take that role. <laughs> For <laughs> like, real, I though. I mean, all the friends. I would be like that. I would be like that, too, if I was yeah. born into a family that had actors. So um, so essentially, we find out that mom shows up, too. And now they're all in this really weird situation. The friends are sort of scrambling. But did you guys catch when Ross said, um, like, 
where or was it Chandler who's like where's Jack and Chrissy what do you know what that referred to I have no idea where that came from or if I missed something I, I remember that. him saying those names but I don't I get I really don't remember the context of it so I guess I missed it too Okay, for our friends out there who have watched this episode or are watching along with us, if you know who Jack and Chrissy are, because Jack is the name of Monica's dad, but I don't think, but the mom's name isn't Chrissy, is it? I don't think so. So I don't really know what he was referring to when he said, like, I wonder where Jack and Chrissy are, or like, it's, it's, it's like a throwaway line really quick and everyone laughs, but I was like, I don't get that reference. So I might be missing something completely. It looks like we all are friends. If you know who that is out there, if you know what that line means, shoot us an email. Um, Cause I want to follow up on that and figure that out. Um, but essentially Monica does this think quick where she tells the guys, well, the guys are going to take you over to their place because obviously that's where the party is because obviously this is just the staging area. So she does a great job at scrambling, but they had a tough go at it. I just love when the dad walked in and he's like meeting everybody or whatever. (laughs) Then doesn't he say something like, I'll never remember that. Or he made some kind of comment about how he's not going to remember their names and just kind of brush them all aside. And I sort of appreciated how blunt that was because how many times do we meet people that we probably are not going to remember their names nor really ever see them again. (laughs) It was just kind of funny and probably hints at like that kind of that dark part of his personality of just like not interested in others. (laughs) I loved it. Yeah, that was a good catch. Um, yeah, he does do that. He sort of brushes them all yeah. off. He's like, I'm never going to remember all of that. So, yeah, good catch there. Um, okay, then we move our way to the hall because there's kind of like a break. And you find that Chandler is sort of playing hall monitor and like usher to the, the different parties. Uh, my guess is I want to assume that Chandler sort of gave himself yeah. this job responsibility. <laughs> Or, or that like Joey and Chandler had a discussion about how they were going to be strategic about this. Do do you kind of think the same way about that? They probably, the moment, I think it was Monica mentioned, like, why don't you take him to your apartment? It was probably when they were like, oh, well, okay, we got to figure out what we're doing then. And yeah, 100% Chandler came up with that. So surprise, as the um, girls are walking up to the apartment, you know, the apartment hallway, Chandler is ushering the women into the guy's house, you know, for their party and all the guys over to the girl's place for the, you know, other party. And, you know, Monica pops her head out and she's like, Chandler, can you at least get some girls over here? (laughs) And um, so we kind of have a really quick succession back to back where uh, Rachel and Ross are coming back from their romantic dinner and she's super lovey-dovey and they're being all coupley and then they walk into the room and surprise in the girl's apartment a big surprise for Rachel and she's like oh my gosh Ross like how you know like how did you do that and you know giving it all the girlfriend you know surprise stuff and he's like oh did you really not know and she's like oh I knew (laughs) Have you guys ever had a surprise party that you knew about or 
through a surprise party where you found out the person knew or ruined your own surprise in, for something in a different way? Like, have you guys ever had those experiences? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's hard to surprise me because I'm usually anticipating things and, but I love surprises, which is the hard thing. Um, but people that want to surprise me, I mean, they really got to like work hard. Um, so, uh, and then one time my husband actually, he was planning, it was for my 25th birthday, you know, so actually like a monumental, uh, I mean, it was like a quarter of a century and, uh, he ended up calling me. So he kind of ruined the surprise because he was so excited about it. And I think he was excited that he was pulling it off and had me a little stooped, but because <laughs> I'm his best friend, he like couldn't help but tell me. And so he ruined it. Yeah. That's funny. Llewellyn, what about you? Um, I was, a, I was going to immediately say, no, I've never had a surprise party, but then I remembered that, there was one. Um, it actually, it was hey. my 25th. Um, look at that. I was, hey. uh, what? I was living with some roommates at the time and it was just one of those days where like, cause I feel like sometimes when, when people try to plan a surprise party, they can sometimes forget about the lead up yeah. to the party. Like how to like yes. get this person to come without them, without them thinking like, we're not thinking about them all day. And yep. that kind of happened. Like it was a work day. Uh, so, you know, work is work when it's your birthday. Um, but then I came home from work and like my apartment was empty. My roommates weren't anywhere to be found. And I'm like, okay, I'm like this is fun. Um, but <laughs> it turns Aww. out that literally like the apartment, like down the hall, they were like planning and like getting the party ready. And they came in at one point. And I ended up finding out beforehand because I saw people coming in because ours like faced the parking lot. So I saw all these people coming in and I'm like, why are all of these people here? Like, that doesn't make any sense. And so I walked in the hallway and I actually ruined it. But I uh, acted surprised because I wanted them to feel like, you know, they actually pulled it off. But it was good. It was actually, I mean, it was, um, it was fun. It was, a uh, they themed it New York. Um so like every like the the drinks and the food and like the decorations were all like That's New York fun. City themed, which was really cool. Did they know yeah. that you found That's out? What... Like, did you ever go back and tell them that you figured it out? I I did. Um, well, I told them kind of the same thing. I was like, you know, what? I felt like nobody remembered it was my birthday, and then all of a sudden I see like these people carrying balloons in, and, like other people coming in, and it just yeah. kind of clicked. So. They were bummed, but they were also like, yeah, well, we kind of figured you'd right. find out at some point. They probably, yeah, they probably should have realized the time, like, okay, we should, you know, people should show up when you're not at work, like while yeah. you're at work so that you're not at home watching people walk in. But that is hard. Like, not only do you have to, not only do you have to throw a fully functioning surprise party, but you also have to throw a fully functioning airtight mm -hmm. fake birthday yes. gathering yep. to throw them off and they have to be so cohesively done that any other conversations they might have you know would wouldn't like give it away that other people might pop in and tell them you know like oh my gosh I'm so sorry I'm already busy that day but let's hang out next Friday like 
They can't just say that they can't hang out, even though they're going to be at the surprise party. They have to give them something else or else all of their friends all, all of a sudden saying, I can't be there, but there's no other like follow-up. It's a, like, it has to be planned out so yeah. intentionally. It's a hard thing to pull off. But Michelle, you, I mean, I'm sure you had a little bit less to do with it, but back in the day for my sweet 16, our mom Mm -hmm. threw me a surprise party for 16. Now she probably had to get my friends list from you. (laughs) Maybe. I honestly don't remember. Is that, is that the hotel one though? Okay. That was the one where we went bowling and um, we showed up. Like right. I had a few friends spend the whole weekend with me. So they were like, yeah. they were going to, it was like slumber party weekend. And then we did like makeup at the house with a Mary Kay lady. She came over and we did all of our makeup and then we went bowling. And right before, <laughs> right before, as we were like rolling into the bowling alley, you were like, I have to go so bad. Let me out of this car. And so you run into the place by yourself and we go park the car. And then I walk in and I see like 30 people. I think that were some of my closest, like I think my boyfriend at the time was there and all of my like close friends from school were all on these, like, I think four or five maybe six bowling lanes they had like an ice cream cake with my face on it and a picture I can still remember and it's horrid but do you remember like running out of the car pretty much before like it didn't it barely even came to a stop in the front of the door before you were like running okay this is sad I apparently I feel like I have a really great memory but sometimes when it comes to like childhood or like high school years even like I just there's gaps that I really don't remember um probably something I should bring up with the counselor um but I uh, no, but that really does sound like me so I I really believe it especially me at what like that'd be four, 14 like 14 and a half yeah that definitely 14 Totally. Yeah. Well, you had to go in and warn everybody that like, hey, the cart, like they're here so that everyone was ready because maybe they were bowling already just like yeah, that preempt. I have no idea. But all of a sudden, like they, you know, and of course, I'm mm-hmm. a huge person when it like I love surprises and I am always yeah. so impressed when people can like pull the wool over my eyes. And so, of course, I like cried because that to me is like so special because there's something about really? people's actions to me that communicates love as opposed to people just saying something. Cause I think people can say a lot of things, but if their actions don't follow yeah. it up, then how much is it really worth? And, um, and so there's that time, there was another time um, right before I moved, I, I was about to move back to Michigan after my um, couple years in Oklahoma. And one of my girlfriends invited me over and she was like, Hey, come on over. Like, we'll we'll cook some Mac and cheese and just hang out like before you know, before like you go. Um, and it was like midday, like her mom had a, like, or maybe it was like just after her mom had daycare. And so she's like, yeah, my mom just went and ran to the store, blah, 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 to go get us, you know, some boxes, but let's just make this while we're here. I was there for no joke, like 15 minutes and right around the corner of the kitchen was the dining area. But like, because we were just in the kitchen and talking and, and she was already making the dessert or the mac and cheese. Maybe it was like 10 minutes. Maybe I'm exaggerating it, but I go around the corner of the dining room and there are like 
four Aww. or five of my closest girlfriends that are like surprise <laughs> and I just lost it like ugly cried lost it because they were like okay we're not actually having mac and cheese they had this whole dinner planned made me a whole cake Ew. that said like we'll miss you a latte it was so cute and um and we ended up like taking a bunch of pictures together and watching movies that night um I, fun story I actually <laughs> watched Magic Mike <laughs> it's a terrible movie <laughs> And, and like my friend's mom was with us and like just as but it wasn't awkward it was like it was so funny I don't even know what what why because none of us were really like I, I don't know why we did but it was just a really funny like, Do you remember I surprised I you? so anyways um and then in and then, Michigan yep. wait no yeah Oh, yeah, of course. I bawled again. I came out of work one day. I came out of work one day. No. Mind you, you did not come to Michigan yeah. just to surprise I think me. You... So it was sort of a byproduct of Yeah, I think you knew we were coming, but maybe just travel. didn't know when we were coming or something. And we ended up coming maybe a little earlier or something like that. I think I just had an idea that I don't even know how much of an idea it was at that point. You solidified right. a lot of stuff without me knowing about that update. You know, kind of yeah, how, like, you're now homeschooling, you know, my nephew, that. and I had zero clue. Yeah. It was sort of one of those things where it's, like, you solidified a lot offline, and then, you know. So I come out of work one day, and all of a sudden, I see I see this kid running towards me, and I look at him closer. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's Wesley. And, uh-huh. you know, obviously, you had come from North Carolina. You know, you were living yeah. there at the time, and so, you know, different state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't my birthday or anything. It was just like a random day, right? Yeah. So I just, you know, of course, I broke down bawling while I'm hugging Wesley. And, you know, obviously, I see you and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And, you know, I was walking out with another friend and they were just super excited while I'm sitting there like in a puddle, you know, on the concrete. Anyways, okay. We've spent a lot of time on parties. So we we go from like guys to girls, guys to girls really fast. So I'm going to try and hit like top points but because it's so fluid throughout the rest of the episode we you know we might not update on where we're at now but we'll be hitting topics just because Llewellyn I don't know if you notice this too but like sometimes we go back and forth so fast that it was hard to even designate like oh yeah now we're back over at the guy's house yeah I think in like an episode like this we can just loop it into like Mm -hmm. the party because it was the party is like the overarching theme and they were just back and forth in the apartments I don't think it's necessary to say where they were Absolutely. I think so too. Okay. I'm glad you, I'm glad you said that. So we, um, you know, we we're listening to the guys are talking to Rachel and essentially she's, she's realizing that she gets both parents there. She's like, Oh my gosh, how are they both here? Like, this is going to be a disaster. And they're like, well, I guess like, are you okay with just pretending, you know, and just like, Oh, and she's like, I mean, I guess I'm going to have to do it. And, but at least I get two birthday cakes and Chandler's like, well, actually you get one birthday flan and kind of explains it, you know, to him as well. Chandler gets kissed at some point in this interaction too. And Joey's trying to ask about the, the volleyball and the, you know, the, the gray lamp. And he's like, honestly, I just got kissed. I'm not even listening to you. And it was just like a really funny moment, but we see like a very big difference between Monica's party and the guys's party. Monica is in full host mode 
And honestly, <laughs> Jerome, it made me think a lot of you. I'm laughing the most here because I, first off, I don't throw parties. <laughs> so, but right. I guess if you, I guess you're, you're probably right. If I were to throw a party, I would be Monica. <laughs> I just feel like with the whole cap explanation yeah. and the coasters, like, yes, with, yes, like with keeping everything tidy, it's like organized yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not, um, what'd she call it? Um, obvious fun, you know, yeah. like the other people are having, she's like, it may not be fun in the obvious way. Um, so mm-hmm. it's, it's controlled fun. It is a systemized manner in which monica runs her life and that's how this party is going to go it's going to be organized it's going to be run but honestly like we all need those friends who are into the details because what if at a party like dancing is just not enough to like have music there are parties where like you kind of need someone to run the party and monica is that friend and I, and I think that's nice for people who are like, okay, so I'm just going to come and talk to strange. Like, what if you're a disconnected friend or you're, you know, ev- everyone has different like circles of people in their lives. There's their work circle. There's their, you know, uh, hobby friend acquaintance type circles. There's, you know, work, there's family, there's friends, there's close friends, there's childhood friends. And then there's college friends that come into the mix where they don't necessarily all know each other and so if you have parties like that where you're blending a lot of your different circles um it might be helpful to have you know organized party you know kind of like a baby shower where you have fun games where you're guessing the you know the time and date or you're i don't know guessing if it's a boy or girl or you know whatever um i feel like monica is a good she shows herself as a really good party host OCD. and she is in full host mode but as, as an ocd host deep con- <laughs> i mean she is yes um but it is a stark contrast yeah. to the guys party which is very just fun yeah. disorganized you know essentially they're just dancing drinking and having some fun and well while rachel is going back and forth between these parties you know she she's kind of moving over to one from the other and ross is trying to entertain the dad and like Ross has a hard friends, time at this. Ross is like, like and... I get why because they're dating. Be the last person mm-hmm. I would ask, yeah, to entertain a parent. Cool. I mean, why is that? <laughs> um, probably just because he's so awkward. I mean, they all are, but I think when it comes to like just going with the flow and like just trying to read the cues, Ross is like not very yeah good at that. Like, I almost feel like Joey would be better. Really? Well, I think with Michelle Ross, it's like a constant foot and mouth situation for him. Because he's trying to entertain and say the right things. And it's just never working. Um, I, I think Joey would do the same thing. Except I don't think mm-hmm. Joey, I mean, in Joey's own way. But I don't think that he would catch where the foot and mouth sy- like syndrome should be happening um, because it's Joey. And I don't think he would have that kind of self-awareness. Um, so I think if I had to pick one of the guys to host, it'd be Chandler, like to host the dad. 
What's hilarious about this is I'm going to round this out completely. And I would say Ross is actually probably the most qualified. And I know. And the reason I say that is because Ross has an actual adult job. We don't know a lot about Chandler's job at this point. We've seen him in the office. We've seen him in, you know, but like, it's not kind of a main point and it, and it isn't with Ross either, but we are very aware yeah. that he deals with dinosaurs. Like that's a main, like we get it. That's a, a staple of his persona and his character, but he's a little bit older than the rest of the friends. And even though he is mm-hmm. doofy and he does have a lot of foot and mouth as well. Yeah. True. I think that Chandler might be too jokey for the dad. And I think that Joey might be too Joey <laughs> for the dad. But I like I but I would agree with your points there is that to deal with Rachel's dad, like he probably is the most qualified in the sense of like, you know, kind of has meets probably dad's expectations of like responsibility. And so it's kind of more man to man talking than the feeling of like a man and you know not boy, but like just immature, you know? Um, but I think where he gets super awkward is if it wasn't Rachel's dad, I don't think he would have as much of the foot and mouth situations happening, but because it's her dad and he kind of feels the pressure to impress, that's where I think he, um, trips over himself more. Cause I think if it was with somebody else, then I think it would be, yeah, I think hands down, he would be the best at it. And I still think compared to the other guys, he probably could be. But I think because he had and I think that's why I chose Chandler over over Ross is because of Chandler wouldn't feel the need to impress Mr. Green. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Dang. That's a great, good job all around, guys. That was good. That was a good, that was a good discussion. Um, we find out that um, Gunther wants to leave and Monica states <laughs> that this is fun. Like this is a fun party. <laughs> but the way she says it is very angrily <laughs> and says like, here's your, here's your marker. Like you're going to, you're going to participate in this party, Gunther. And that's going to lead into a really funny, like, side storyline here in just a minute. But kind of in the same lines of, you know, Ross and um, Dr. Green is Dr. Green wants to go over and grab, like, another drink from the staging room, which he thinks is just a staging room, and also wants to grab his cigars. And so, you know, Ross kind of does the whole thing of, oh, no, 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 you stay here and relax. And I'm going to go over there for you. And he says he wants it neat. And so Ross says, you know, neat. And the dad's like, no, no, I want my drink neat, which means no ice. And Ross is like, I know, as if, you know, as if he knew the whole time it was, you know, just funny. So he heads over to the other side of the party, runs into, you know, the mom while he's making the drink. And she's kind of, oh, interesting. That is, you know, Rachel's father's drink. And he's like, oh, it's my drink too. Like, I just love it. You know, um, he's trying to, you know, trying to hide the fact that the dad is just, you know, over in the other room. And also goes into the, um, 
you know, coat closet, which is essentially Rachel's room and grabs the smokes out of, out of the dad's, um, the smokes and the glasses out of the dad's, um, coat. And while we're, you know, kind of seeing this piece play out, we also see that Phoebe is making a distraction in order for Gunther to leave. And she sort of becomes this new, she's this party smuggler. She starts to smuggle people from one party to the other and does so very, she takes her job very seriously in this, in this episode. Um, She's, yeah, she's telling people like, you have to leave everything behind. Um, You know, like I'll make a distraction, but you have to go. It's either now or never. You can't think on it. Um, if if too many people go, like you better, you know, like do it now or or like you're stuck here. Um, and so, which is really funny just to see, you know, Phoebe in that character because I think she, yeah. um, you know, like in oh, that yeah. element because I think she does such a great job with the storyline. Oh, do you yeah. guys, would mm-hmm. you guys agree? It's a perfect person for that because genuinely with her character, you're like, because she can't, you know, she's funny and, and whatever, uh, but also she's like, kind of that, just you know can be an oddball and just does some of the strangest things and so when she became this like guest smuggler and she was getting into all that stuff about like the well you know you can't bring that like and no nobody but you guys can go when she was getting into those scenarios it in some ways was like she really took that on to where it was like is she just messing around with these people or is she legit like it's you know, it's like zero or zero or a hundred with her. And I feel like she just dove all in. And I think that's the funniest thing because when you look at Phoebe and her character, you're like, I think she was all in that. And that was her character putting on for the guests. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's so funny. This whole part of the episode between the diversion, yeah, absolutely. the neat, um, yeah. And then the being her, her being the guest smuggler, and then Ross gathering all these items and delivering them to Dad. Oh my gosh, they were so funny. This was probably my favorite part of the episode. Yeah, I would agree. I think everything's sort of coming to a head at this, like yeah. in this moment where you do see the fullness of Phoebe's smuggling abilities. You know, people smuggling, yeah. but then you also see that Ross pulls out the glasses as well. And all of a sudden Rachel's mom is calling that out that, Oh, those look exactly like my ex-husband's and Rachel's like, Oh, they are all the rage nowadays. You know, they're trying to cover and then there's uh, cigarettes in his hand. So she says, I did not know that you, that Ross was a smoker. And, And Rachel's like, Oh, like a chimney. I mean, just, just all in it. Like can't get him to stop. And so funny. The, mom wants Rachel to start seeing a therapist because she is essentially what she considers dating her father. Um, which is all, you know, part of the, you know, tactics to try and keep them apart. So it's just really funny, but something interesting about this is, you know, obviously in this episode, it, you know, it alludes to the fact that Rachel's dad smokes, but in the later episode, um, later on in the series where Rachel needs to smoke for her job, she says her dad would tell her horror stories of smokers, which is interesting because as a doctor, you know, yeah, yeah. you would see the effects of smoking on people's lungs and, and things like that um, and, and their respiratory system. So I think it's interesting that it doesn't necessarily negate that later on, like that he didn't smoke. So it's not like it's really a gap in 
you know, the storyline, but it also seems very like, why would he tell horror stories if he also smoked at the beginning? So it might be a little bit of a like whoopsies or goof when it comes to the plot line. Um, But yeah, so I thought I would throw that in there. Um, Now, Monica like came over to the guy's party Mm -hmm. at one point and that's how she found out that people were being smuggled over. She kind of caught Phoebe red handed and uh, finds out that people have been escaping. She runs into Gunther, who she knows for sure that he was over at her party at one point, and he kind of escapes her wrath by disappearing into the living room full of dancers. Um, But we go really back and forth with, like, I mean, it was a solid, you know, minute or two of just the Rachel... A, a play-by-play of Rachel going back and forth, back and forth between mom and dad. And they're just, they're telling two sides of the same story, kind of like a classic divorce situation would be where they both have their own side of the story. And Rachel is very caught in the middle. And you can see at one point, she's just sort of, it's all in slow motion to show kind of her overwhelmingness. And then we find her in the hallway um, and Chandler finds her there after chasing after what is probably one of Rachel's closest friends because it is, in fact, her birthday party. <laughs> um, but did you guys notice in this episode that all oh, of the men are wearing yes. green? So I noticed it in the in this scene with Rachel and Chandler in the hallway. I was like, oh, interesting. They're both like wearing green. Um, like that's kind of, you know, that's kind of weird, but then mm-hmm. looking through the rest of the episode, you can see Monica and Rachel are wearing their green dresses. Right. Phoebe wears a half green, like half pink blouse with pink slacks. So it's not, you know, full green, like maybe the dresses are, but she's definitely wearing green as well. Chandler and Joey wear green shirts and Ross wears a green tie. Right. So I don't know why I think maybe like Rachel green maybe maybe it was like a play maybe they decided that cast wise you know because of the it's all about the greens sort of in this episode and so maybe they did like a funny play on that for you know those who you know wardrobe you know they're like let's let's have a play on green because it's all about the greens this episode Luella I said noticed, you noticed it I noticed that Chandler and Ra- Rachel were wearing almost the same exact color green um i didn't see it on phoebe because i thought hers was pink and blue but i did monica's was green so i guess the only one i didn't really notice was joey and ross because they were just wearing whatever clothes but i definitely noticed chandler and Mm -hmm. rachel were in the identical colors yeah right yeah it's very it's it's almost really obvious in that one which made me you know, kind of then pay a little bit more attention, which I would, which I was not doing through the whole first part of this episode. But I think you're right. That one scene, just them being together and alone, I think drew a lot of focus on it. Um, so she essentially asks, you know, Chandler for advice because he has experienced a divorce and she's like, is this seriously how it's going to be? Like this sucks. I have two different parties happening right now. All they're doing is complaining about each other instead of one. They weren't, I mean, she didn't mention this, but she's already experienced, you know, the first part of the day where she's at her sister's graduation party and, um, you know, they can't seem to get it together. Um, 
or maybe it's a different day, but you know, she's recently experienced how that affects them. They can't even be in the same room together without arguing. And now they're in separate rooms at two different parties. And she's recounting memories of the old 4th of July, where, you know, as much as they disagreed, eventually the fireworks would come on and everyone just kind of shut up, she said, and they would all cozy under the same blanket and, and be a family. And I mean, I think everyone has sort of those memories that stick out, you know, as you're creating memories when you're younger about family and things like that. So I think yeah. it's sweet that she asked I thought it was, for advice um, because she knows I, I, that he's been through was, it. I was entertained by Chandler's um, like nicknames. <laughs> it's like, I got a lot of chiefs and sports and governor. <laughs> that was <laughs> super funny to me. Um, but then it was kind of followed up by some terrible advice. <laughs> um but, you know, even what I noticed in some of this, too, like just the Rachel caught in the parent drama and the, the honestly, the scenes of the back and forth. I wrote multiple times in just my notes about the episode of like relatable, like it was so relatable to me. Um, I remember back in school when I was younger and, you know, parents were having difficult times. You know, Leanne, you would be off doing like at work and other things like that. And I was just in my sports and coming home. Um, so I spent a lot more time at home um, and possibly even after you had graduated and moved out. But I felt like I was often caught in the middle of my mom and dad's issues growing up. And, um, and so this episode, like with Rachel's stuff was relatable to me in that way. But also what I took out of that 4th of July memory for her was what really was kind of happening. Cause I think in some ways she was always grateful probably for the fireworks starting because like she said, everybody just shut up and cozied up and there was that unity and family and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. I think this moment actually kind of showed her as well, like grieving the foundation of her family, you know, and when parents um, either separate or divorce, you know, it as a kid and me, I mean, I'm a grown, I'm an adult kid now, but like, you know, experiencing that in my older years as well, it, you know, all of who I've grown up to be is, you know, kind of on the foundation of my parents. And so to me, that was just a, I, I related with that of the grieving the foundation of yeah. her family, you know, cause I think that that's what that 4th of July memory was for her. Um, and then in classic, like friends realm, you know, like the, the whole Chandler and Ross pass off <laughs> as you know, he's like hugging her and Ross comes out and then they, you know, and it's a still a sweet moment, but it's also kind of ties in the humor too. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of humor, like Llewellyn, normally we see Chandler as like the funny guy, but we well, see yeah, like I a different like side he, of it here. He's the only other friend that can really relate to what Rachel's going through. So I think throughout the whole episode, he is more mindful of that. So I think his like need to be funny is less and he's trying to like yeah. keep the peace. Especially in his, which again, I find it funny, but it is, it, I think mm -hmm. it reflects that of in at the kind of more beginning of the episode when they've got Dr. Green trapped in the room and then um, the mom comes in and then Phoebe takes her out to the bathroom. His um, sporadic, but also like very quick movements. He's like hopping over couches and stuff because I think, you know, Llewellyn, like you just said, he understands the more than anybody. He understands the tension of those moments and separated parents. And so it was, it was 
the show used it as humor and it kept up with his personality and stuff like that. But um, I think he also is like, Oh, been there, done that. Like, whoop, let me come take care of mom. Whoop, let me go take care of dad, you know, like keep them separate at all costs, you know, cause he probably grew up living that as well. So he gets it for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, we come to the end of the parties total and mom is kind of announcing she's leaving at the same time at the other end of the hallway, we see that he's leaving and the friends are trying to time the leaving together and they have to, you know, let me go check the hallway first and, and, you know, let me make sure I can let you out. And, um, and it just creates for some funny moments where, you know, you kind of have the mom stuck in the hallway, the guys guiding the dad into the girls apartment complex while the mom's in the hallway and being very loud and distracting as a way to kind of get him over there. But then Phoebe is left in the girl's apartment and has not gotten the update. So she sees the dad and is like, Oh, you cannot be here. You know, she's thinking that the mom's going to be somewhere and is therefore trying to do her part, but then creates a really like, close call situation where she almost just lets him out, but the guys are right there. So she offers him like a creme de mint, which is like a nightcap that tastes like mint. It's like an al- al- alcoholic liqueur. Um, and so as a way to let the dad come out and leave without it being super weird, Joey just, he acts so quickly in this moment. It's, it's obviously, you know, scripted and stuff, but it's just so funny how quickly he's like, all right, all right. Like, Miss Green, it was a pleasure. And just like lays yeah. one on her. But what's so funny is like how she goes kind of limp. And did you guys see, like, did you guys see her? Like, just like her arms are like hanging I don't know if I noticed that just like, as much as how almost kind of taken aback she was and like clearly catching her breath after the fact. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. I just, I think for some reason, every time I watch that episode, I'm like, why, <laughs> why did she do that? Like, why did she make that call to go kind of limp? And so, but anyways, they, it gives the dad enough time to say goodbye to Rachel. The guys are distracting and, and, you know, blocking what's going on in the corner over there while Joey's just laying it on the mom yeah, and, uh, and so the dad leaves, and then she, like you said, Michelle, she kind of recovers you a little take bit. Take care, and uh, and then you know she, she's like, oh, you, you, and then, yeah, right. Well, and then did you guys catch like the awkward petting yeah, that kept like, happening in spark this up between show them. or this episode? So, and by that, by that, I guess I just mean like. Um, so after that moment with Joey with and Joey. Rachel's mom, you know, she, and he's all, you take care. And he's kind of like saying she can go now. And she's like, you know, catching her breath. And she like kind of is like petting his face. And um, but also Ross and Rachel did that before entering the apartment earlier in the episode for the first surprise um, party. And I, that was something I just noted of like, what is up with this awkward petting today of like, I mean, just a li- like oddly petting each other's faces or arms, and it was odd. <laughs> I mean, I obviously saw the one with Monica or the mom. It was almost looking like they were gonna start, you know, kissing whatever. But there was this just this awkward. They were kind of talking and like just petting each other, like each other's cheeks, faces, maybe even his shoulder or something like that. It was it was odd. Interesting. Well, good catch because I didn't catch it. So, 
Um, all right. Then we go to the tag and the tag scene is simply an image of the flan. And just having been listening to the, um, office ladies podcast, they, you know, with certain props, they mm. kind of mention how many props that they made in order to complete a certain stunt. And so with this cake, I don't know if things are like this now or how many takes they would have done, you know, with shows like this, but it made me think like back in the day were there multiple flans that had to be made because like, did the volleyball land the right way, you know, cause if it didn't land the right way in the first take, right. it's not like you can just piece it back together. It's like a gelatin type of dessert. So you definitely would have to have, you know, a couple different ones if you wanted to make sure that you got it right. So it just made me think of, I wonder how many flans they had to make for this end credit scene or this, you know, tag scene, because really it's just them talking about the flan and then Rachel, you know, blows out the candles and makes a wish. And then all of a sudden the volleyball hits and she says, I've never seen a wish come true that quickly, you know, um, destroying the flan. So anything about the, you know, any comments that you guys wrote down that you maybe would have missed? Um, in kind of the whole uh, Ross going back and forth part of the episode. Um, and when he finally got away from the mom and she's asking kind of those questions about like his glasses and the smoking and stuff like that. And he gives the stuff to the dad. I just thought it was so funny when he was like, I was warming up the eyepieces for you or whatever he called them. And then, and then he was like, you know, yep. Just moistening the tip <laughs> or whatever. I was just like, Oh my gosh, like super awkward. But also right on par with Ross trying to like make a good impression while keeping a secret. Llewellyn, you had a note about that. Uh, <laughs> Just how disgusting it was. Like not that, I mean, I'm not a smoker by any <laughs> means, but like still something that goes in your mouth, do not like, I would, no, you can't go from one person's mouth to the other person's mouth. That's just, just and it's like so common with smokers too. I feel like um, that they like, you know, oh, can I bum a smoke off you? And so they'll, like, share a cigarette. And, like, how is... You're basically a person. Like, how is that acceptable? I feel like the only way uh, that that... Yeah. Because I agree. I think it's <laughs> disgusting. The And, again, I'm not a smoker either. Um, but, yeah. you know, the whole... Especially how I said moistening the... Like, the tip of the end of the which is so disgusting. But it, just, it makes me think like, ew, now you have this soggy end that, like you're saying, is going to have to be passed to another person, which is just gross. But it actually makes me think of like Cruella DeVille and how she had the like plastic or wooden, whatever that end, like yeah. part of her cigarette was that, I don't know. To me, I'm like, well, that would at least, <laughs> if you had to share a cigarette, I feel like that kind of a tip or whatever would be more like sharing a straw versus a moistened cigarette. Gross. All right, but it's sure. funny. Yeah. That is funny. Um, okay. So. Oh, okay. Rating. What's worse Michelle, again? The smelly cat up to orange couch. Um, yes. Oh man. I mean, I, I found myself thoroughly entertained through the whole uh, episode, and I do remember last time, I think I gave the last episode a way higher rating than you guys. <laughs> and I'm probably about to repeat that. <laughs> but um, I'd say it was probably <laughs> like at a central perk 
because I really was entertained throughout the whole time. And I thought that, um, I thought there were parts that was definitely relatable. So I enjoyed it. Um, yes. Yours awesome. is actually not Lauren? far off for mine. Um, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. I, this is the highest I've ever gone. Oh. And I'm going to call this one a yellow frame. Because oh. I think it, um, Michelle, yeah. you mentioned this. It was a very relatable episode start to finish like you know the surprise party her parents divorce mm -hmm. like all of that was just like very relatable and it's not very often where the whole plot line is like focused around yeah. like all of the friends in it and so I felt like yeah we got to see like all of them pretty much equally um and I really I really like that so I think they had a great amount of humor but it wasn't like over the top humor it was just like to help lighten the mood of you know the divorced parents trying yeah. to have two parties and whatnot so um, that's awesome I'm actually going to give it a yellow frame wow um that is <laughs> this is a really high ranking episode which I think is hilarious because anytime you think of friends these aren't any of the real plot points that you navigate to but I agree with all of your assessments. This was a highly entertaining episode. There is no real dull moment. All of the friends are included, like the main six, and all of them have pretty prominent roles within. So I would also give it a central perk um, for all the reasons that you guys said. And I do think it was just it may be further down the story for Rachel a little, but it doesn't necessarily have to further on the story if it's mm -hmm. also all a way around wildly entertaining. And I think what made this episode, this episode great, but also stayed on par with Friends and the fact that it is a comedy show is the fact that I think they did address for that time of television and stuff like that. They addressed um, hard things and um not easy like seasons of life you know talking about divorce and um you know watching Rachel kind of go through it and grieve it but yet still like gave it its place didn't make it too overwhelmingly like out of context for the show um I just I thought they tastefully did it especially for that time in television mm -hmm. yeah great add on I agree all right. Well, that brings us to our post show. And this week, we don't have any recommend to a friend or social media spotlight. Next week, yep. we are going to cover the one with the chicken pox. Um, wait, wait, wait. Michelle, thank you so much for coming on again. Thanks for coming back. We're glad that you have listened to episodes. Yes. And we hope that you will continue <laughs> to add some I enjoy it more. every time. <laughs> I love you. All right, Llewellyn, take it away. All right, we will catch you guys next week on the One with Friends podcast. 